0: Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. My co-host Robert Zirk is on vacation this week. On today's show, Culture Days kicks off, and we'll hear all about Culture Days and Nuit Blanche from Regan Headley, the Outreach and Communications Coordinator with Culture Days Manitoba. Then we'll speak with a local jeweler that has merged philanthropy and her craft. Hilary Druxman creates jewelry pieces for local nonprofits, and we'll hear her story. Then, Shamala Dakshinamorti, senior dancer with Manohar Performing Arts, will join us in studio to tell tell us about their upcoming show, Sunset Moonrise, this Friday. You will not want to miss that. We'll also speak with the manager of CJNU, Bill Stewart, and we'll talk about the Gold Eyes and CJNU's partnership with them after the fish took home the 2016 American Association Championship this week. And, as always, Noah Ehrenberg will join us in studio to talk about This Week in Winnipeg through the lens of Community News Commons, Winnipeg's Citizen Journalism Project. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Welcome to River City 360. Nolan here with you this morning. As I mentioned at the top of the show, my partner in crime Robert Zerk, is on vacation and uh, enjoying a nice music fest down in San—I think he's in San Diego or San Francisco, one of the two. Uh, so hopefully, Robert enjoyed himself down there, had a lot of fun at the music festival. Um, uh, speaking of music festivals, Farm Aid just took place this past week. Uh, one of their headliners, and actually one of the founders of Farm Aid, is Willie Nelson. So uh, I think we're going to open the show with a little with a little Willie Nelson tune. How about uh, Mona Lisa, right here on River City 360.
1: Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. Is it only because you're lonely they have blamed you for that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile? And do you smile to tempt the lover, Mona Lisa? Or is this your way to hide a broken heart? Many dreams have been dropped at your doorstep And they just lie there And they dry there Are you warm? Are you real, Mona Lisa? Or oh, just a cold and lonely lovely world of oh, you smile to a lover, Mona Lisa? Or is this your way to hide a broken heart? Are you warm, are you real, Mona Lisa? Or just a cold and lonely, lovely work of art?
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and now we're joined in studio by a very special guest. We've got Regan Headley. She's the Outreach and Communications Coordinator with Culture Days Manitoba. Regan, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So we've got a big uh, weekend coming up this weekend. Culture Days starts on Friday with Nui Blanche taking place on the Saturday. Uh, But before we get into that, I want you to just talk a little bit about uh, Culture Days and what it means to Winnipeg and and, and, uh, what people can expect when they go to Culture Days.
2: Culture Days is actually all over Manitoba. It's um it's huge. It's over 400 free events and it's arts and culture events, everything from dance, theater, um crafts, you know, getting people involved in seeing just seeing arts and culture things that they would never have a chance to see and because all of our events are free it gives also people a chance to access things that they might normally have not have a chance to access and we make it all conveniently kind of packaged in one weekend and it's yeah it's really about um, connecting those communities and helping people appreciate the arts community that is right by them and in Manitoba I think it's hard to argue I mean we have such a vibrant Community in this capacity.
0: I've always said that the re—I think the, I th- truly think the reason Winnipeg has such a vibrant arts and culture and music community is because when we're stuck inside nine months out of the year, <laughs> freezing our tushes off, it's pretty easy to practice an instrument or really hone in on a craft. Um, you mentioned uh, accessibility and how everything's free. Why is mm-hmm. that important? Do you think uh, to to give all Winnipegers and all Manitobans access to these to these uh, experiences?
2: Well, I think you know. For example, buying a ticket to the ballet or to the opera or to a play or, you know, not only like carving that time under your schedule to go to that event, but then also having to pay for it, you know, for for people in all walks of life, they might have to write off um, arts activities right. for that reason because it's just not their top priority for their dollar, which is totally understandable. I mean, there's there's tons of other ways, obviously, but I think... In order to really push the envelope and, like I said, help people appreciate what's happening in their communities in this capacity and help people appreciate our community, you have to show it to them. And what's the easiest way to do that is make it free, make it all in one weekend and make it... (laughs) <laughs> lots and lots of fun. Yeah.
0: So being in one weekend probably means that your job is very intense leading up <laughs> to the weeks. Um, but what are you most looking forward to when it comes to Nuit Blanche and when it comes to Culture Days? Like, give, give me an example of, uh, of what you're going to be sort of first first in line for this weekend.
2: For sure. And actually, this is kind of funny because not a lot of people know this, but uh, Nuit Blanche is a special project of Culture Days Manitoba. We're the, we're the only province in Canada where it functions that way. And you know what? Nuit Blanche and Culture Days has been tied together for all seven years it's been running. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a special product of us. So we actually, you know, Culture Days across the country doesn't normally organize Nuit Blanche as well. But in our province,
0: it's tied together. It's
2: tied together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, in my job, I coordinate all the Winnipeg events for Culture Days. And then I also coordinate all the Nuit Blanche Winnipeg events. And then, you know, the rural Nuit Blanches as well, they coordinate themselves. And to circle back to your original question, um, I think I'm most excited to see Cloud.
0: And Cloud is a what?
2: It's a massive installation. It's made out of 6,000 incandescent light bulbs. It's made by Calgary Artists Caitlin D, RC Brown and Wayne Garrett. This is going
0: to be inside or outside or like well, it's how are outside. these Oh, very yeah, cool. It's
2: um so the whole purpose of the installation it kind of represents hope and um as we as people look up to pull the strings um you know it kind of is amazing it's people coming together to illuminate this sculpture and the, when people pull on the pulleys cuz there's thousands of them, or no there's hundreds of them. Um sections of this installation light up and flicker, almost like lightning, Cool. and um, it's really spectacular. So that's going to be at the base of the L'Espinal Real um, okay. on the fork side. So, so w-
0: where, where is everything taking place? Is this Winnipeg-wide or, or kind of situated downtown, or where can people go to, to experience the weekend?
2: So for Culture Days Manitoba, it's obviously, you know, all over the province, 400 events. Um, for that, you want to check out either the print program guide or... Um, the website because yeah it, everything is spread out so people register their own venues and everything so there's no kind of catchment for that whereas with Nuit Blanche we keep it very specifically to the exchange district uh, downtown core and um, Saint Boniface.
0: Cool so um, for someone who's never been to Nuit Blanche or experienced culture days what, what would you tell them just to sort of encompass the, the weekend what can they expect and and how would you describe it?
2: The feel of Culture Days is, you know, I would say keep an open mind, keep an open mind, because like you just you never know what kind of great experiences you can have. You can be reading something and be like, this sounds interesting, but it's like unless you go into it with an open mind and, you know, try it. Like there's everything from art appreciation workshops to belly dancing lessons to you know, you can go watch an uh, open rehearsal for a play that's going to be coming up soon that has like a really meaningful message. And um, they're like the variety is amazing. It is purely amazing. But like think about all the ga- almost all the galleries in Winnipeg being open for free this weekend. It's it's huge.
0: It's a great opportunity. I mean, people should take advantage of it. So where can uh, our listeners go find out more information? Is there a website? Uh, where, where can we go to find out more?
2: For sure. So we have program guides distributed at all of the libraries. I've got a lovely one right here. Yes. So it's a print program guide. It's a flipped booklet. So one half is Nuit Blanche and the other half is Culture Days. Um, Or you can check out um, either of the websites. Of course, we've got the Culture Days website. It's mb.culturedays.ca. And then we've also got the Nuit Blanche website. It's nuitblanchewinnipeg.ca.
0: Perfect. Regan Headley, the Outreach and Communications Coordinator with Culture Days Manitoba. Thank you very much for talking to us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Nui Blanche is a lot of fun. Uh, I've gone the last three years or so, and uh, it's really cool, really cool event here in the city. If you haven't experienced it, or or if you haven't experienced Nuit Blanche or Culture Days for that matter, uh, just get out this weekend, check it out. Uh, I promise you, you will not regret it. There's something for everyone and it's a really cool uh, experience and one of the best weekends of the year when it comes to seeing really interesting things and art installations here in Winnipeg. Uh, speaking of cool stuff, We've got a cool conversation coming up next with Hilary Druxman. She's a local businesswoman that has combined her craft of creating jewelry with philanthropy. Uh, she has created beautiful jewelry and then she partners up with various nonprofits and charities uh, around Winnipeg to sell her pieces, and a portion of the proceeds go to the charity that she's partnered with. It's a very cool idea. Uh, I believe she has over 50 different partner organizations, uh, so it's a really cool collaboration and, uh, and an interesting way to go about philanthropy here in Winnipeg. Uh, but bef- before Hillary joins us here in studio, how about Rhinestone Cowboy by Blen- Glenn Campbell right here on River City 360?
3: I've been walking these streets so long Singing the same old song I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway Where hustle's the name of the game And nice guys get washed away like the snow and the There's been a
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning. And we're now joined in studio by a very special guest. We have Hilary Druxman, uh, the namesake of Hilary Druxman uh, Jewelry. And she's a local jewelry designer. Hilary, thank you for joining us today.
4: Hi, Nolan, glad to be here.
0: So we wanted to have you in because you have kind of a special business model, if you want to call it that. And you have some special partnerships. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about your history. How did you get into jewelry designing? And how how long have you been doing it for?
4: Um, well, I, it's been going on 30 years. I, um, After graduating from university, I took a job working with a local manufacturing jeweller, and I really had no experience or knowledge of jewellery. And um, just because they manufactured, and it was just the old-world charm of the whole um, process fascinated me, and uh, I just you know, studied, um, you know, through reading material and different publications and sort of self-taught and, and, uh, just asking questions of the jewelers. So I, um, started making things with sterling silver and from there, you know, my business kind of developed. So.
0: And where do you get your motivation from? Where, what motivates you when you create jewelry?
4: Well, it's, it's really, uh, connecting with my customers. I think that's where, you know, everything sort of, um, Started was my ability to sort of understand what the customers were looking for and then be sort of working with jewelers and getting the pieces made the way they wanted it. So um, that's nothing's changed since um, I sort of realized that. And I think listening to the customers and getting motivation from them has been sort of what um, really um, brings the creativity out in me and gives me ideas to support what they're looking for.
0: So that kind of sets you apart from the average big box chain and what not, a personal connection. Yeah,
4: like in a lot of our pieces are made to order. Um, I've developed uh, um, lines of jewelry over the years uh, for that we uh, manufactured and wholesale to other retailers in the U.S. and Canada but a lot of that stuff gets like tweaked and evolved mm-hmm. by listening to customers and you know getting their input into it right. so So you
0: you have kind of an interesting uh, approach to things and you have all these partners I was looking on your website the other day about you know 20 plus partners where you have a, it can you explain to our listeners how that works you have a piece of jewelry for each one and give us some examples of the partners that you're that you're working with
4: Yeah and well to give you a little bit of back history when I I started my business. I was manufacturing, going to trade shows in the U.S. um, and selling to other retailers in U.S. and Canada. So we were set up as a manufacturer, and um, you know, to sell to other retailers. But um, when you're doing that, the exclusivity comes into play. So if you're selling Mm -hmm. to one customer here, then you know they don't want you to sell to this store or that store in the vicinity. once i opened um, our retail store in the exchange district in winnipeg um, we were dealing more with individual customers and doing less and less with the wholesale manufacturing um so, like not long into that um transition um we were approached by um, organizations the odd organization would come and say hey can you make a piece that we can sell as a fundraiser mm-hmm. so it kind of uh, organically developed into um, you know this whole thing where now we have over 50 organizations that we support um, we dedicate a piece to the organization and we sort of support them by selling it in our store online and um, uh, letting you know um, making it available to them so they can sell at uh, different fundraising events mm-hmm. and um, you know each organization sort of has their own piece so even though it's quite saturated in Winnipeg it's still de- nothing overlaps right so so yeah. wh- what has been
0: some of the response from people who have who have uh, either been partnered up with you or some of the people who have purchased some of these pieces that are that are custom?
4: Well, one, one of our most successful pieces has been the um, Never Alone Foundation. So uh, we developed a piece. Um, it's just a simple silver necklace with two links. And, um, you know, their message in the little enclosure card um, really resonates with a lot of people. They support, um, you know, a palliative care and, uh, you know, people affected with all kinds of cancer and treatment and... Um, they uh, so that piece is you know they will buy it and give it as gifts Um, we've we sell it like it's always the number one seller in our store year-to-year and um, the proceeds from that like um, probably Are going on to close to $20,000 to $30,000 just from the sale of that one piece. Why is
0: it important to you to combine philanthropy and business like this?
4: Well, these are our customers, like who that's usually where the connection comes from somebody who's like supported our business all over the years and they're doing this great work in the community. So, you know, um, like we it's easy the way we're sort of set up as a business to be able to support them without them having to commit to a whole bunch of product that they may end up getting stuck with so
0: it's kind of win-win in that sense yeah so it
4: works out well and if they want 10 or 20 pieces we can quickly make them up for them so right,
0: great so where can our listeners go and find out more about you and about uh, about uh, your brand well
4: on our website hillarydruxman.com uh all the under philanthropy we have all the different organizations listed that you can um sort of uh sup, you know sup, just scroll through and find um organizations or you know even if you just like a piece that's that when we do design the pieces they um uh, you know, may attract people that aren't aware of the organization. Right. And then in our um, store on the corner of um, McDermott and Arthur, 258 McDermott and Arthur, um, we have a retail store that's open Monday to Saturday. So, Great. Yeah, so we go,
0: go down and check out the, all yeah. the pieces. And or you can go to HillaryDruxman.com. That's Hillary with one L. that's right thank you well thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today and tell us about all about your business
4: yeah thank you it was a pleasure
0: thank you for listening to river city 360 nolan Bicknell with you here this morning uh thanks again to hillary druxman for talking to us today Uh, coming after coming up after this quick musical break shamala dakshinamorti joins us in studio to tell us about sunset moonrise which is an upcoming show a dance show to raise money for the mahatma gandhi scholarship in human rights we're going to hear her story and all about the uh the show at the pantages this friday so stay tuned for that but first here's Anne murray with snowbird right here on river city 360.
5: Beneath its snowy metal, cold and clean The unborn grass lies waiting for its coat to turn to green The snowbird sings a song he always sings And speaks to me of flowers that will bloom again in spring When I was young, my heart was young then too Anything that it would tell me, that's the I such emptiness within For the thing that I want most in life's the thing that I can't win Spread your tiny wings and fly away And take the snow back with you where it came from on that day I love forever is untrue And if I could, you know that I would fly away Say that he'll only break my heart again. Should I decide to stay? So, little Snow, take me with you when you go to that land of gentle breezes where the peaceful waters flow. Spread your tiny wings.
0: For listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by a very special guest. We've got Shamael Dakshinamurti, a senior dancer with Manohar Performing Arts. Welcome to the show.
6: Thank you very much for having me. So
0: we're having you on show or on the show because there's a big, big performance coming up on this Friday at Pantages Playhouse. We've got Sunset Moonrise. Uh, but maybe before we get into that, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into dancing? How long have you been dancing for? And uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, Manohar Performing Arts.
6: Group. I've been dancing since I was five and Manohar Performing Arts is a company of dancers who are trained in East Indian classical dance and East Indian classical dance goes back farther back than the ballet. It actually goes back thousands of years but we've been dancing it in Winnipeg for about 40 years and this company has been comprised of dancers who trained in Canada in Indian dance, so it allows us to tell our stories. This is a storytelling art form, very much like the ballet.
0: It's kind of like a play mixed in with the dance. Yeah, it's dance
6: theater. You get a story in which you buy into the characters, you feel yourself in the situation, and the story carries you through from start to finish through music, through dance, through animated artwork. Uh, it's going to be just visually stunning.
0: Interesting. So I, I read uh, something that it said Game of Thrones, but in a uh, in a, in a dance form. Tell me, what what does that mean? Is it a, bit, a big epic tale that you're going to be telling? It's
6: a big swashbuckling, chew-the-scenery epic tale because... When we say game of thrones, well, India has been having those games of thrones for thousands of years and the history is fascinating, it's terrible, it's full of love, it's full of blood, it's full of everything that makes a story.
0: Everything that makes a provocative story too, I would imagine.
6: You start to see eventually parallels in these stories with our own lives and you realize that time means nothing and these stories are our stories.
0: So, how long have you been dancing, and uh, and how did you get involved with this perform with the Manohar Performing Arts group?
6: I've been dancing for just over forty years. I'm a senior dancer and a choreographer with the company. But the company is really a company of equals. All of the girls and men in this company have trained in Indian classical dance, completed a professional level of training, sort of like Royal Conservatory and are now able to use these movements and this physical style to tell stories ourselves. So what we're using is a combination of songs in many different world languages and narration and poetry in English that really allows people who don't have a window into that world and those languages to enter into the story. And we've been doing this for 23 years now.
0: Oh, so what, what, what's been some of the response from people who come to the shows and, and what do they tell you after they they experience it?
6: Oh, it's just immersive because after a very short time, you forget that this is a new language to you because you start to recognize the movements, recognize the storytelling, and it really carries you into that world. It's a very also a very auditorily exciting dance style it's it's sort of like a collision between ballet and tap because it's danced in plie but it's very rhythmic and the rhythm is coming from bells around our ankles Mm -hmm. and so there are two styles of dance here badanartiam and kathik both of them rely on very complex rhythms which we really create by making a drum kit out of our bodies and so you're hearing the sounds you're hearing the the poetry and the dancers are storytelling around those words so that what you're seeing on stage is just very kinetic and very exciting and lots of characters telling stories that you start to own Hmm. it's very vividly um, expressive there's a lot of expression on the face and hands Hmm. and it you won't notice the time has flown.
0: All right. It seems as though sort of rhythm and dance are universal languages, and anyone can kind of, you know, clap along or, or, or nod along and get into the, in, into the mode of it. What do you hope that someone takes away if they come to the show and, and, and experience it? What do you hope that they walk away with?
6: A sense of immortality in transience. Wow. Because we think that this world we live in, it's so quotidian, it's so normal and real to us that it'll last forever and every civilization and every empire that's gone before us has had those same thoughts and when you go look at the ruins of some amazing beautiful building that long since has gone to dust you wonder what did the people think who built this what did the people think who lived here well what we're finding what we found are the words of the people who lived there, who wrote these songs and these poems while that empire was growing and then crumbling around them.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a snapshot of history as it well. It is a
6: snapshot of history in that glorious moment before the world changed and the walls fell and blood ran in the streets. Does the the sh- world does change Does the show? So uh,
0: does the show cover that as well?
6: It does, because in a history of thousands of years in India, there have been many civilizations and many beautiful empires and many heart-wrenching stories. Many rises and falls. Many rises and falls. And they all turn on one person or two people. Mm -hmm. And you think it's a little moment and then suddenly the whole universe is different. And what we remember are not the people that disappeared and the world that disappeared but we remember what is left of them their words their songs the what persisted the eternity. after all the years yeah. and this is where the title of the dance drama comes from because when the sun sets we still see its light reflected in the sky in the rising moon and so history is not gone it's with us all the time So sunset,
0: moonrise, we've got romance, treason, and intrigue in historical India. Tell me about the show. It's Friday, September 30th at 7.30 at the Pantages Playhouse Theatre, 180 Market Avenue. Uh, What are you hoping to accomplish that night?
6: The show itself is, as I said, it's a, a couple of swashbuckling stories. There are two stories. One set in a 16th century kingdom in India and one set in a 19th century kingdom in India. And it's the characters in these stories are talking back and forth to each other, reliving their lives. And you realize they're actually talking to us over time as well. Mm. You see the rise of empire and the fall of empire in the words of the people who lived at that time. And what we're... Hoping to do with this as well is uh, raise funds towards a scholarship in Human Rights and Conflict Resolution, which is being offered to students by the University of Manitoba in collaboration with the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. And this is sponsored by the Mahatma Gandhi Centre of Canada.
0: Fantastic.
6: History, as I said, history is with us all the time. And the better we know our past, we can't promise not to repeat it we can only promise to reflect its most sunlit moments and hope the darkness doesn't come back.
0: So where can our listeners go and find tickets? You can
6: get tickets online at universe.com slash sunset, moonrise. Tickets are also available through Manohar Performing Arts. And the phone number for that is 204-837-3757.
0: Fantastic. So that's universe.com slash sunset moonrise to find tickets to the sunset moonrise show that's happening Friday, this Friday, uh, September 30th at 730. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today, Shamala. It was a very ple- a pleasure speaking with you.
6: Thank you. And we'd love to fill the theater with friends. Do come.
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning. Uh, we've got a real treat cr- coming up next. Mr. Bill Stewart, the manager of our very own radio station CJNU, is going to be in joining us in studio to talk about uh, the their partnership with the Winnipeg Goldeyes. Uh, as many of you may know, CJNU is now the official broadcaster of the Goldeyes, and Bill's going to join me to talk about their recent championship run and how the partnership is working out. But first, here's Elvis with its now or never, right here on River City 360.
7: It's now or never. My love won't wait When I first saw you With your smile so tender My heart was captured My soul surrendered I spent a lifetime Waiting for the right time Now that you're near, the time is here at last. Just like a willow We would cry an ocean If we lost true love And sweet devotion Your lips excite me Let your arms invite me For who knows when It's now or never, my love.
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by Bill Stewart. He's the manager of this very radio station, CJNU 93.7. Bill, thanks for joining us today. Well, good morning. So uh, we're here to talk about your partnership with the Gold Eyes because they are the champs. They are the champs. They fi- they won in five games uh, earlier this week. And uh, just maybe tell our listeners what the experience has been like on your end going through this uh, magnificent run that the Gold
8: Eyes just went on. Well, and it has been a magnificent run and uh, lots of excitement. You know, nothing came easy. It was down to the wire. It was the very last game before it was determined that the uh, Gold Eyes would even be in the finals. And then the uh, semifinals, five games, went right to the last game. The finals went right to the last game, although the final uh, game, the gold eyes were pretty they had, well ahead it. They in, had it handily, in, in yeah scoring, uh, for, for most of the game yeah but it was an exciting ride uh, this is a big challenge for CJNU because uh, it's a much uh, broader and uh, larger undertaking than any other uh, broadcasting event that uh, we've been connected
0: has to. has CJNU done anything like this in the past in the past ten years like what what was the talk about the scope of what this meant for the
8: organization. Well, a lot of uh, our listeners and uh, members, as you know, we are a member-supported uh, uh, organization. We have 1,200 members, and some of them wondered, what are you doing starting to broadcast professional sports right. or sports of any kind? Well, our answer to that, we looked at this very, very carefully. The Gold Eyes, although it is a commercially owned organization, whereas we're a co-op, and Uh, listener-supported. GoldEyes have always been perceived by Winnipeggers as very much a community organization. They reach out to uh, all kinds of people at all kinds of income level and kids and seniors and people uh, with uh, uh, disabilities who have challenges, whatever. Uh, They go to the broad public. Very welcoming. That's right. And we thought, you know, in many ways, their goals uh, are not that dissimilar from ours, even if their structure is a little different. And uh, we also thought that uh, we knew that baseball actually had a pretty large following, uh, somewhat skewed towards seniors, just as our station, uh, um, the, the makeup of our listening audience is. And uh, so we thought, well, you know, there's another common point of interest. And all this has uh, proven to be true. So it was a big challenge, however. There are um, 100 and over 100 games in the regular schedule, plus the uh, 10 playoff games, as it uh, turned out. Uh, each of those games is about four hours of broadcasting. Now, the Gold Eyes uh, do provide the broadcaster and uh, do provide uh, uh, much of the uh, facilities in terms... They look after all the point-of-origin uh, point of origin, uh equipment and that type of thing but still it was a very big undertaking for us
0: so so talk about the challenges talk about what you learned in this first inaugural
8: year as the gold Eyes, uh, broadcaster well we learned that uh winnipeggers uh, just love a winner and well the gold Eyes are the most
0: winningest team that our city has ever seen
8: that's right and uh, the uh uh direct manifestation of that was a little bit unfortunate in that we kept piling on and adding uh, streaming capacity. These days people listen to the radio in more than one way. Probably from Um, their phones and from their iPads. Obviously over the air, but uh, more and more, and particularly with something like a sports event where they're looking for information. And we kept adding, we kept doubling and in fact, tripling. Uh, you
0: said 500% increase in a bandwidth? 500% like,
8: increase yeah. in bandwidth in our streaming capacity, and it's still... Uh, was pretty dicey the last few right. games. You might get on and then you'd get booted off and then you'd have, have to try a few times to get back on again. So, that of course uh, we'd like to plan for uh, uh, differently if we could, although it's simply uh, it, it's a guessing yeah, game. Yeah, you never know. What, what kind of demand. Especially uh, in the first year. You the, have no metrics to judge it by right. or anything. Yeah. The, the demand was huge. And uh, that's very flattering in a way, and mm-hmm. uh, very exciting. But we wish, of course, mightily that people who lost the connection and you know one person wrote a really kind of heartrending letter about. I guess it was just in the ninth in one <gasps> of the one of the games oh, that no. was coming right down to the wire. He lost his connection, couldn't get back on. Um, yeah. Anyway, it happens, uh, I guess. Yeah, and of course it, the streaming aspect is more important uh, for C J N U because. Uh, we have a signal that uh, gives pretty good coverage over the uh, greater Winnipeg area, mm-hmm. but doesn't reach into right. more remote areas.
0: Yeah, so I guess for people listening right now, whether it's live on CJNU or on cjnu.ca, you can see the, the live stream there. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope it's working nice and uh, nice and smoothly for you. But Bill, what tell me about what the plan is in the next coming years with your partnership with the GoldEyes and, and how that's shaping out for the next few years.
8: Well, it is a three-year agreement, and... Uh, Both parties were anxious to do that because there's a certain learning curve Mm -hmm. involved in this. And uh, we wanted, from our, from CJNU's side, we really wanted to do this thing well. And I think for the most uh, part, we can uh, claim that. In uh, 500 hours of broadcasts, we lost only 10 minutes. Wow. We did have some, there were some problems also in the last two or three days with a. frankly, just a very bad internet connection out of uh, Wichita. Oh. So, of course, completely beyond our uh, control. Okay, yeah. uh, the result was some sort of stuttering audio. Hmm. Uh, at least you could hear what was going on, <laughs> but it wasn't always pleasant to listen
0: to. Well, it's, lear- it's growing pains, right? It's so we're year. now
8: busy. We'll be talking to the Gold Eyes about the ways that we can perhaps... Uh, uh, Mitigate uh, those kind of circumstances. I mean, we do have uh, we do have various backup arrangements right. in place. It's a big undertaking,
0: for sure. Well, thank you very much for talking to us about it today. Congratulations on the three-year deal. I look forward to listening uh, next year and the year after that, and and maybe even further years to come. So, thank you very much, Bill uh, Stewart, the manager of CJNU. Well, thank you, Lohan. appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning. Noah Ehrenberg of uh, Community News Comments is on his way into the studio, but before we get to him, how about we play a little song? Uh, Here's Dinah Shore with Buttons and Bows right here on River City 360.
7: East
9: is east, and west is west, and the Let's go where I'll keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows, rings and things and buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this prairie, take me where the cement grows. Let's move down to some big town where they love a gal by the cut of her clothes, and I'll stand out in buttons and bows i love you in buckskin and skirts that I've homespun. But I'll love you longer, stronger where your friends don't tote a gun. My bones denounce the buckboard bounce and the cactus hurts my toes. Let's spam moose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linens that shows. And I'm all yours in buttons and bows. And the cactus hurts my toes. Let's bamoose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linens that shows. And I'm all yours in buttons and bows. Silks and satins and linen that shows. And I'm all yours in buttons and bows. Gimme eastern trimming where women are women in high silk hose and peekaboo clothes and French perfume that rocks the room. And I'm all yours in buttons and bows. Buttons and bows, buttons and, bows. Bows and flowers, and buttons and bows, rings and things, and buttons
0: and bows. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons and the highlight of River City 360. <laughs> Noah, thank you for joining
10: us. Well, thanks for that great introduction. Hey, no
0: problem. Well deserved. <laughs> um, so every week we ask you to come in and tell us about what's happening on CNC uh, because there's always such a wide array of different stories and different you know people are approaching Winnipeg in a different way. Um, Summer's kind of over, and the and the uh, festival season is over. But I understand the Harvest Moon Fest got a couple articles uh, promoted on CNC.
10: That's right. So tell me about them. Well, just when you thought that the festival season was over, um, and you started putting uh, you know pickles and jars and zucchini (laughs) and fritters and flip flops (laughs) into the summer storage, um, the um, this last uh, hurrah at uh, at the fall festival. Uh, draws a sellout crowd. This yeah, uh, It's Harvard. a big one. It is. And uh, it's in Clearwater, Manitoba, which is just about 200 kilometers to the southwest of Winnipeg. Uh, it has a following. Uh, and um, uh, it is a, uh, a very popular festival, uh, not just for the music, which is mostly made in Manitoba music, and not just for the Food and the mm-hmm. and the farmers market and all that, but because of these uh, workshops.
0: Yeah, you were telling me about the. I assumed it meant workshops of how to play instruments and things like that. but, no, but there's these, a
10: really unique one no, that, oh, yeah. that happened. Tell well, me, tell me about it. These are education and information uh, sharing workshops that play a really significant role, and um, th- these are fascinating topics that people. Uh, th- th- basically the facilitators of these workshops are passionate about the uh, subject that they are presenting on. And um, some of them this year were just amazing. And so there's an article uh, about that, uh, about the workshops, and about um, some of the fascinating topics. And uh, one of them uh, was presented by a, a woman named Jackie Avent. Um, and um, this was all about um, green burial or natural burial. This was the, the workshop. Like was about burial
0: that. of uh, human beings? That's
10: correct. And, um, I mean, some of the things that I uh, really didn't um, know beforehand was that Um, you know, the ownership of a deceased body uh, remains with the family for 72 hours after the death. Most people don't realize that. And most people don't realize... The negative environmental effects of traditional burials and cremation; hmm. um, these negative effects are, are quite profound, and um, there isn't th- um, there isn't a lot of sort of discussion about this. Right. We just assume, oh, you know, this is you know, there's a certain way to. That's um, the way we've always done it. That's right. When in fact, uh, this workshop presented the uh, concept that you can actually uh, request a natural burial, and uh, this would be burying the body a little bit. Um, Uh, sort of in a shallower grave, about four feet down. Instead uh, of the traditional six, six six feet under? It becomes way less toxic. And um, it is a much more natural way to do it. And there are alternative options that do allow people to bury their loved ones on their own land now it isn't mm. a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination you really need to you have to apply for it you have to do all sorts of different things have to know what you're doing obviously exactly but um this article talks about a number of these workshops one of them was about uh, green burial it's and it's a it's a fascinating That's very topic. interesting uh, you don't even
0: think about that hey it's kind of taboo <laughs> that nobody talks about it but it's interesting that someone chose to do a workshop about it
10: and there's workshops about uh, uh for example um uh, mushrooms uh, being this amazing plant. Actually, it's not even a plant. It's a fungus. fungus. Right, exactly, yeah. and that um, there was a the workshop all about the importance of mushrooms to the environment and to mm. ourselves. You know, to to uh, to human health. Um, that you just things that you just. Don't really think about yeah. or 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 know about, and so
0: you never know what you're going to get on CNC.
10: Hey? Well, I tell you, you know, there was a there was a, a number of things like wild food foraging, blacksmithing, permaculture. I mean, it, it's it yeah, the list is long in That's terms cool. of what uh, Harvest Moon does, and just one of the. Uh, it really sort of sets this festival apart yeah. from, from your regular From your, from your
0: traditional entertainment, and Absolutely. for entertainment's sake, you can actually go and learn something. Yeah. And it, learn it, something
10: it, very interesting, too. For sure. So I think our uh, listeners would find that uh, cool. a fascinating read on communitynewscommons.org. Well,
0: since we're talking about workshops, I understand CNC has workshops that are coming up in the fall. Tell our listeners about yes, that.
10: Yes, indeed. Yes, we have uh, every uh, spring and fall, we have uh, citizen journalism workshops that basically teach uh, everybody, anybody of all ages, uh, how to do multimedia online journalism. So how to tell a great story, how to write, uh, how to take a great photograph, um, how to do uh, audio stories, uh, video, that sort of thing. And we have uh, professional journalists that come in uh, to help facilitate the workshops. And these are free to, uh, to the public. Uh, they go every Tuesday and uh, Thursday evening, starting October the 18th. So um, on Tuesdays, we're over at Millennium Library on the second floor. And on Thursdays, we're over at the Winnipeg Free Press Cafe on McDermott. And uh, so every Tuesday and Thursday, starting October the 18th, we go all the way through six weeks until November the 24th. So.
0: Communitynewscommons.org for more information on the workshops. Exactly. Great. So at the end of our time together, uh, I've always asked you to bring in a song, usually a local song, uh, that our listeners may not have heard before. So what have you got for us this week?
10: Well, this week uh, I'd like to feature a, a woman named Kelly Beto who came to Winnipeg about eight years ago from uh, the Ivory Coast, or Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, and um, she has this blend of R&B and soul, pop, folk, jazz that is really quite captivating. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first single, uh, which was a tribute to Africa, won uh, Sokan's Best Song Award at... Um, Shanta uh, West uh, competition in 2013. Um, over the summer, she landed a lot of different uh, gigs, uh, one of them at the Winnipeg International Jazz Festival, another one at the 2017 Canada Games uh, Countdown, uh, plus other uh, performances that were uh, extremely well attended. So um, she is going to be releasing her debut EP called Entredue uh, tonight at cool. uh, the uh, Goodwill on um, uh, Portage Avenue there. So she's going to have a, a release party there tonight. And um, it should be a great show. And uh, certainly if you can get there, uh, it'll would be uh, it be a lot of fun, a lot of entertain, entertaining uh, fun. And um, you can also see her at other venues um, coming up uh, in the next couple of months. Great. So f- I'd like to uh, feature Kelly Beto uh, w- from the album, Entre deux with her song called "Si L'Amour on River City 360 93.7 CJNU.
0: That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes or subscribe to the podcast, you can visit rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation, in partnership with CJNU, 93.7 FM. Give us a call on our listener line. We'd love to hear from you. You can call 204-944-9474 extension 360 to leave a comment about this show, request a song for next week's show, or you can even suggest a topic of something we should cover here on River City 360. Again, that's 204-944-9474 extension 360. You can also search us on Twitter and Facebook at RiverCity360 on Facebook or on Twitter and search RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for RiverCity360. Thank you so much for listening. A huge thanks again to all of our guests and uh, we'll see you next week at 8 a.m. sharp. Have a great
3: Sunday.